0: Hey guys, it's Elise with the Maximum Mom Podcast. Today I'm coming to you by myself. There was a little snafu with the guests, so I just decided to come to you by myself because there was a few things I wanted to talk to you about. One, it was so nice seeing so many people at the Maximum Law Conference in St. Louis about, I guess it's been two weeks now, but I really enjoyed seeing so many of you, meeting so many of you. I have been getting, I mean, hundreds of messages and trying to respond to all of those and get out whatever resources I said I would get out. If I haven't gotten you what you've needed or you've asked for, please reach back out and let me know. I I think I've done what I was supposed to do, but Lord knows that is not my strong suit. (laughs) So don't hesitate to ask again if there's something I said I would get to and I've not gotten it. Secondly, I wanted to just talk to you all about one of the speakers at Maximum Law Conference. I don't know how many of you heard Jason Selk talk about the Relentless Solution Focus and the book that Tyson and Jim gave to us all as participants in the conference. I have to tell you that talk, that book that reframing of how we think about things and how we move from problem-centered thinking to solution-focused thinking has been truly life-altering for me. I mean, I've had some things come up recently that Would pretty normally, I think, put me in one of those just spirals where, you know, that problem centered thinking just focused on, you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. And what am I going to do? And, you know, the world is falling apart kind of things. Just like really spiraling into nowhere. But being able to bring it back down, ask the question that Jason Selk talks about the what is one thing I can do in this moment to move this problem forward by one inch. I mean, even I can do that. Like I can figure out a one inch forward movement and it is game changing. And once you get started with your one inch forward movements, I mean, you do one inch, you can do the next inch, the next inch, and you find yourself just so much less stressed and your brain is working so much better. He actually talked about the science behind that when we're in that problem-centered thinking our brains actually aren't working. I mean, I think he even used the word dumb. like We are dumber when we are doing that. So being able to bring your mind over to solution-focused thinking is truly game-changing. And I have to tell you, I just, I mean, if you have not read the book, I know some of the recordings are going to come out from The Maximum Law Conference, please listen to that talk by Jason Selk. I mean, it was so powerful for me. And I know several others who have been using this and really focused on it. And I am not an anxious person at all. Like, that is not one of the emotions I usually deal with. I actually was saying to somebody the other day online, they were like, oh, does this cause you anxiety? And I was like, no, I actually don't get anxiety, but I definitely get that you know, obsessing and worrying about something and like just thinking about it, but not actually thinking about the solution. And so this RSF, Relentless Solution Focus, is truly phenomenal. So I encourage you to look into it and really, you know, get a hold of your thoughts and your brain. And I mean, I was saying to one of my kids the other day, I'm like learning to control your thoughts, your feelings and your actions is pretty life altering. I was like, so if you can you know, catch him at the thought stage, I mean, so many things can look better because you are then controlling your feelings and your actions. Running your own practice can be scary. Whether you're worried about where the next case will come from, feeling like you're losing control over your growing firm or frustrated from being out of touch with everyone working under your license, the stress can be overwhelming. We will show you how to turn that fear into a driving force of clarity. Focus, stability, and confidence that eliminates the roller coaster of guilt ridden second guessing and mistake making to get you off that hamster wheel for good. Maximum Lawyer and Minimum Time is a step by step playbook that shows you how to identify what your firm needs and how to proactively get it at every stage of the game, so you're prepped and excited for the inevitable growth that will follow. Name the lifestyle that you want, and we'll show you how to become a maximum lawyer in minimum time. Find out more by going to lawyer.com forward slash course. And then secondarily, I wanted to talk to you as this, you know, is the Maximum Mom podcast. And as a mom of many young adult types, I mean, I do not have little ones still at home, but I am always reminded of things, you know, just going through life and dealing with things. And one of the things that I was reminded of recently has to do with how we all look at parenting insofar as developing our children so that they are personally accountable. I mean, and I know we all deal with personal accountability in our law firms. It's something that, you know, we talk about in masterminds, we talk about in conferences, we talk about in the guild, we talk about in hot seats. I mean, you know, we create Slack channels about it. Like there's just all kinds of things around accountability. But it just reminds me, as parents, at least in my world, I thought that was one of the most important things I could teach was accountability and the ability for children to be self-sufficient, independent, and accountable. And recently I was talking to a parent who was making the comment about how they, you know, kind of don't look at it the same that they, you know, really give their child everything possible. They're constantly thinking of other ways that they can provide for their child and, you know, make sure their child is taken care of in ways that are, you know, really above and beyond. And even, you know, both before age 18, but then even after 18, you know, and in college and even post-college. And it just, it made me so sad to step back and listen to this person talk about this and realize how, what a hindrance that is on a child. And I think about it also for our teams, the ability to really trust someone, I mean, whether it's your child and it could be a four-year-old, seven-year-old, 12-year-old, 18-year-old, 22-year-old, whatever it is, but really trusting that your child has the tools To do what's right, to make the right decisions, to gather the right information. I mean, that is what true empowerment and maximizing is. And same with our teams, being able to provide that trust so that your team knows that you know they got this, they can do this, they know how to do this, they have the tools to do it, they have the right questions to ask. I recently listened to a book and the author was describing a scenario where it was in an academic setting. There was like major stuff going down and a new dean got put in place at the school. And so the person who was kind of in the midst of the problem reached out and said, oh, well, I'll talk to you and I'll provide all the context so you know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And the new dean said, well, I don't know that we need to meet. And he asked, he said, "You know, did you and your team use your best thinking in coming up with this um, situation that you know we're in. Like, did you use your best thinking? And the guy was like, yeah, we did. And he said, and was your process fair to all stakeholders? You know, did you hear everybody? And was the process fair? And the guy said, yeah, it was fair. And he goes, well, we don't need to meet. I trust you. You know, I, I trust that we should just move forward. That level of trust, I think we law firm owners and I know many parents, we have a hard time providing that level of trust. As do I. And, you know, we often, I think, I hear a lot about trust but verify. And I think we have to really step back as leaders in our firms and leaders in our family and leaders of ourselves and ask what is really trust but verify? I mean, is that just micromanagement, but it just sounds a little nicer? And how do we build in self accountability, both in our teams, in our families? in ourselves, so that people aren't having to follow up and ask again, and we're not having to follow up and ask again. So I urge you all to think about how can you help build self-accountability? How can you give trust to those people around you so that they are really unleashing their full potential? Because, I mean, that is our goal as leaders, like I said, in our teams, at work, in our families, And with ourselves, I mean, we want to unleash the full potential in people. And to do that, we have to be able to step back even more than I think many of us are comfortable doing. Okay, I I think that is it for today. I appreciate those of you who would listen. And if you want to subscribe to get more of the Maximum Mom podcast, please do that. And if you have any questions or anything you want to discuss with me, always feel like you can reach out. Okay, thanks a bunch and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Mom Podcast, a production of Maximum Lawyer Media. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. See you next time.